Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash 365 and get on your way to being your best self. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when both people put in the work to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all of your relationships, whether with friends, work, your significant other, or anyone else. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash 365 today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 365. BetterHelp.com. Is 365 Sports powered by Sikkim365.com? Dan Wetzel, Yahoo Sports with us on 365 Sports. Had an article today, really good one, about how the NFL draft has been affected by underclassmen, not nearly as many as in the past. The trend is down with NIL and transfer portal. We will get to that. And Dan also joins us because today, Dan, finally, at least there's some. Movement. The uh, college football playoff format will be the five and seven. Do you feel like they got it right? Yeah, I think um, it's the best plan at this stage. I think going, you know, the, the six and six. Uh, you know, we don't need two group of five. Uh, we haven't seen that competitiveness out of some of these group of five teams. They have two of them. We just watched Liberty kind of get destroyed last year at twelve and zero. I think one is good. Two would be a little bit much. The group of five isn't what it used to be. You know, um, the, the power five, the power four, or whatever we're calling it at this point, has scooped up a lot of these high-end programs. I mean, there was a time TCU uh, was in 
was, you know, not power, you know, not Utah was not in power. Houston, obviously, Cincinnati, Central Florida, you know, a lot of really good uh, teams weren't in the so-called top leagues. Now they are. So it's going to, you know, I think the Mountain West is a very good league. I still think there's some stuff from the Atlantic, but one is enough. Um, I would have preferred the Pac-12 stuck together and we were six and six and make that, that, that last spot for an at-large been a little bit tougher, but um, considering what happened to the Pac-12, this is just uh, where we're at. Dan, I know that uh, the SEC and Big Ten in particular are going to make the push for specific automatic qualifiers. Do you think that kind of flies in the face of what they were trying to accomplish with this, at least the idealistic view of it? Yeah, this is why I've been really critical of, of people who have, kick this down the line so far uh you know and that that includes the big 12 includes the acc the pac 12 is no longer exists maybe in part because of this you know they had great opportunities through the years even the old big east to set up a playoff where there were automatic bids for all their leagues and time and time again they either refused to set up the plan or they backed out of the plan at the last minute or they spent their time getting up in their feelings about something else and, and, and rejected the plan. And, you know, now we've got a two year window here and we don't know what's coming after that. They always think that they're going to get just as good of a deal, if not better going forward. But the, the power in this sport and the power in college athletics are with two conferences right now. They have the money, they have the, they have the program. And so you cannot count on automatic bids in the long term and literally two years ago they could have agreed and had six automatic bids for for you know an extended period of time however long they were going to sign that and everyone dallied oh no no and now we don't know um you know you take a a conference like the big 12 it is imperative that they have an automatic bid into this playoff and then ample opportunity to maybe get a second team in because that's how you remain relevant that's how you get exposure. That's how you can go out on the recruiting trail and say, hey, look, man, you come to our place, you can get in. I know it's a different sport, right? But Gonzaga basketball is one of the best best programs in the country, right? They recruit a lottery pick practically every year. They're in the West Coast Conference in basketball. They are not in a competitive basketball league. But they can say, look, we'll play a good non-con. You come here. We'll develop you. We can win a national title. We Nobody can keep us out. We have an automatic bid. That's how you get the recruits to stay relevant. And if you lose that, it would be devastating for the ACC and the Big 12 and stuff like that. So now you, you're a little bit, you have to count on the goodwill of the SEC and the Big 10. You know, that, that makes me nervous. You just sound very confident there's going to be a lot of goodwill there, Dan. <laughs> Got to be honest. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. But, you know, we've, I, thought there'd be, I thought there'd be a Pac-12. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah, so I came on here last year and said there'll be no Pac-12 uh, one year from now, mm. nine months from now. You guys would have thought I was crazy. Never had me back on. Dan, uh, I've seen a lot of the uh, Notre Dame speculation in regards to the language here when it refers to the conference championships. And oh wow, Notre Dame's not going to get an automatic qualifier, or you know, there, there's not that out there for them. They can't get the, I guess, the, the first round by, but they they don't play a conference championship game. You know the conversation about Notre Dame and how for years now people have been trying to find the right scenario that forces the Irish into having to eventually join up with a league. Do you? 
you think this is another step towards that, or is this just same speculation, but Notre Dame's going to be Notre Dame? Uh, this is a good deal for Notre Dame. Uh, Jack Swarbrick, their AD, was was one of the authors of this plan. Um, yes, they cannot get a top four seed, and they cannot get a a buy. And and if Notre Dame is going to win the national championship, they would have to win four playoff games. Let me hold it right there. Notre Dame is probably not winning the national championship. <laughs> okay, they're a lot smarter than saying, "What if we put that together?" Um, they they only play 12 games. Everyone else got to play a 13. It's not fair for them to play 12 and then get a bye also. So this is effectively their deal. If they are, if they would have been in the top four, okay, if they would have been good enough to get in the top four, then they will be ranked fifth. And if you are ranked fifth, you're almost certainly going to play the group of five champions. And you're going to play that game in South Bend, Indiana at Notre Dame Stadium. That is a fine deal for Notre Dame. If they can't make that work, then that's their own problem. That gives them the easiest first-round game at home, a chance to, you know, and, and, you know, Baylor, like schools like that, you have to market your school, right? Mm -hmm. Chance to show 15, whatever, 20 million, how many people are watching a playoff game, uh, Notre Dame Stadium under some nice, you know, December snow. And that's what they're trying to go for. So what they gave up is, yes, they don't get a bye, and it's harder to win a national title. I don't think anyone in Notre Dame realistically thinks they're winning a national title at this stage. But what they're getting is a very, very favorable deal as the 5C. 5C is a very good spot. You're not, you don't get that bye, but it's, 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 a, it's a much better spot than, say, 6, 7, or 8. Dan, what if a, a school that has a smaller stadium – 60,000, and there's a lot of those, although there's, of course, a lot that have 75,000 and more. But they are really good. They have an incredible resume. They're ranked five through eight. Do yep. you think, do you trust the committee to not play mind games with the size of their stadium because they get a first-round buy? Well, I sure hope not. I mean, that they should be called out. If you earn your five through eight, we don't care about ticket sales. Like, 20,000 more people or whatever. I would love to see a playoff game in Manhattan, Kansas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'd love to see one in Waco, Texas. I would love to see it in, in Fort Worth, Texas, where, wherever. Like, that's the on-campus is going to be so great. What What is one of the best parts of college football? It's the stadium. We're not just cookie-cutter NFL stadiums here. And it's going to that campus. And the idea, um, obviously you guys understand it at Baylor, but, you know, a playoff game in Waco, a playoff game in Manhattan, that's the biggest sporting event to ever occur there. It would be the biggest sporting event. Imagine you're sitting there at six and, you know, a playoff game is going to be played and you're playing the 11th seeded Michigan Wolverines are coming to your place. Like just an unbelievable night for these campuses and these communities and the money that gets poured in. Instead of taking the money out and putting it in, you know, Scottsdale, Arizona, or Miami Beach, the money comes to Waco and all these, Columbus and Ann Arbor and wherever, Tuscaloosa. But, you know, imagine if Alabama's got to come to your place. And, and it can happen. And so uh, they better not ever consider that. The small stadium, hey, even better. Let's do it. And same with weather and all those things. The only thing I would say on manipulation is if, you know, you don't want to have a rematch or something like that. you got to flop someone from 10 to 11 to set that up. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't really care so much about that, um, but don't admit it. 
Uh, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't I, I'm going to investigate it. But I would. I'd love to see a game in some of these, some of these stadiums. We don't need to just sell however many. I, I don't want to see them all in Ann Arbor and, and Tuscaloosa. I want to see them all over this country. Dan, to that, to that end, though, like there are those top four seeds that aren't going to get home games, and they'll be playing in the New Year Six, which yep. is a system that feels a little antiquated and antiseptic to me like you said cookie cutter nfl stadiums to me that should be reserved for the championship game alone uh you know i I just think it would be better because like you just said it's better on campus what would have to happen to kind of move past that or is that maybe a statistical impossibility given how much sway those six institutions those bowl games have Uh, the sport moves so slow Mm -hmm. um what i do think will happen is those top four seeds are going to watch how fun it is for five through eight to host the game, how meaningful it is, how exciting it is, and those all the things we just talked about, and your Georgias and your Ohio States and your Alabamas or whoever's going to be kind of in that group and sit there and say, wait, now we don't get that fun? We got to go play a, a neutral side game. Um, we don't get to – get the recruiting advantage of all these kids watching, you know, do we get to bring recruits on campus, things like that. I think they're going to push for that second round to be on campus. That's what it really should have been. I, I'm with you. I would go all the way to the title game, like the Super Bowl. NFL's got it right. You, you're, you're not, you know, I was at the NFC champ. I cover NFL also. I'm at the NFC championship game in San Francisco and the crowd is, is fantastic. There's Lions fans there, but mainly Niners and, Nobody was like, hey, we should move this to the Alamo Dome. <laughs> right? Nobody's going, boy, I wish this game was in, uh, in Atlanta. You know? It would be neutral smell. Deal with it, right? This is, this is the, the home fans get that, that chance to go to a game. So I would go all the way. But I, I don't think you're going to get to that. But that next step will be one through four saying, wait, we, we should get that. We should have that fun. And we want to we showcase our place. So I think it, it'll slowly get there. But um, – I'm I'm bully on uh, on uh, on home field. I just think it's uh, it's great, and uh, I think the stadiums are great, and and I love when when yeah you know everyone gets excited for like non conference games when you see some like I just saw Alabama playing Wisconsin right. You don't have to be an Alabama or a Wisconsin fan to be like all right that's cool, right? You want those things. We want unusual laundry and in laundry in unusual places. So your article, uh, NIL transfer portal affect more college players skewing the NFL draft. It's an, an amazing drop from what was 135 in 2019 to now 58 this year. And last year it was 82. Uh, NIL transfer portal, is it 50-50 or is it NIL 60, like two-thirds of that reason for them not leaving? I mean, who knows? Probably NIL more than the transfer portal. Uh, I, I would say actually probably three quarters. So you have two things. You have two things going on. So like you said, 135 juniors basically declared for the NFL draft in 2019. So five years ago, from 2016, and that's not a from 2016 to 2022, the number the average was 115. So that's a pretty good sample size of triple digits. And every one of those years, it was over 100, 100 or more every single year. So that's where we're at. And then all of a sudden, last year goes to 82. We're down to 58. Now, at least 20, 
to 25 of those guys have first-round grades on them. You look at the mock drafts, you're going 20 to 25 guys are juniors. Obviously, Caleb Williams is not staying in college, right? Drake mm-hmm. May is not – Marvin Harrison Jr. Fine, good. But if you take that out, you're down to 33, 35 players who don't have a first-round grade or saying, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go. And those guys probably have second-round grade. A lot of them do, right? So you are keeping so many good players, and it could be Quinn Ewers, or it could be a guy who says, I'm going to be the fourth-round pick, but I'm going to come back for another year. So I think two things play into this. One is obviously NIL. As an example, last year Michigan launched a fund called the literally the uh, One More Year Fund, and it was like a group me, and fans could kick in, and they kept Blake Corum, they kept Zach Sinter, they kept a couple linemen, they kept about five or six really good players who would have been a third-round pick, fourth-round pick. They stayed, came back to Michigan, win the national championship. And so the money there for those guys, the difference between being zero and NFL money or who knows how much these guys made, a couple hundred grand, 500 grand. Blake Corum set for the rest of his life the season he had at Michigan, right? Don't be forever hero. Whatever amount of money it was, it was enough for them to stay, and there wasn't clearly wasn't that money as recently as 2022. So now all of a sudden there's that money. So I think you got those guys. You've seen a whole bunch of Ohio State kids say it could be a Quinn Ewers going, I know, I'm going to develop long-term. I'm already making some money here. Um, it's across the board. You can see it in all different programs, different sizes. So I think that's the biggest deal. The other is the transfer portal in that if your coach leaves, you don't have to just say, well, you know, I mean, we, we know like uh, like a quarter of the, uh, I don't know, 20% of the country's head coaches leave every year. And your position coach leaves and you're going, I don't want to stay here one more year. I'm uncertain. You can go somewhere else. Go find your spot. Or, you know, I, it just didn't work out for me as a junior. I'm just grunts. I'm just going to go pro. Oh, you go find another place. So I think it's way more NIL than transfer portal, but pretty interesting. We're talking 70 or 80 more really good football players who are staying in college football next year than maybe would have even three or four years ago. That's that's star power. That's continuity. That's fans getting to reward the guys they like. Uh, that's a positive. Not everything about NIL is a positive. Not everything about transfer four is a positive. But some stuff is, and it's good for the whole of the game. I have to respond. I have to uh, at least mention your tweet last night between Houston and Iowa State, which was a um, a battle of like blood old and school. guts and attrition. <laughs> um, old school, old school <laughs> Pistons in the eighties or nineties or whatever. The Knicks. Uh, Dan said in turn- Henry Iba. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> this is like Henry Iba yeah. stuff. But- 3835 yeah. yeah. In ter- <laughs> in terms of defensive effort, Iowa State Houston reminds me of the NBA All-Star game except not at all. I love that. That was great. That was great. Yeah. You like a 200 uh 397 point game? That's, yeah. a, that's quite a mm. Yeah. Yeah. Never thought it would be possible. Dan, thank you as thank always, man. We appreciate uh you being on and and being available whenever you can. We appreciate your time. Great stuff. Always love being on with you guys. Thanks, man. Dan Wetzel, Yahoo Sports with us on 365 Sports. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.